Welcome to episode 15 of Sports Talk with Hunter. Last one of 2020. We're going to talk about the college football playoff semifinal games tomorrow. And I'm going to give you guys my favorite sports moment from 2020. So let's hop in with the college football playoff semifinals games that will going to be played tomorrow on New Year's Day. First, we're going to talk about number one, Alabama, playing number four, Notre Dame, in the Rose Bowl. Now, traditionally, the Rose Bowl will be, be played in Pasadena, California, due to COVID restrictions, I believe, in uh, Pasadena, like a no fan, like they're not allowing fans, college football playoff, decided to move it to Arlington, Texas, and so the Rose Bowl is going to be played at uh, AT&T Stadium, it's just the craziest thing ever that the Rose Bowl is going to be played in Arlington, Texas, but I want to talk about the two teams playing in the game, Alabama and Notre Dame, and you look, Alabama undefeated, they had a great season, they're they were led by their really when Jalen Waddle got hurt in the ten in the Tennessee game, people thought Alabama wouldn't be able to, you know, win their games or thought some people thought Alabama was done, but that wasn't the case. Their Devonte Adams stepped up big for them. He 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 probably earned himself a, probably at least a top five draft pick. He might be like a top five draft pick in the NFL draft. But definitely top ten, though, for sure. And they're led by the three-headed monsters quarterback Mac Jones, running back Najee Harris, and wide receiver Devontae Smith. They played a big role in Alabama's success this season. And when you think of Alabama, you, you typically think they play, you know, really good defense and they – you know, they stop you, they, they're they just like a really good defense, and they score points. But this year has shown that the Alabama defense can be vulnerable. This Alabama defense has actually given up 45-plus points twice this season. and But they still found a way to win those games because why they've outscored the other their uh, opponent. And... So, I mean, use the perfect example that in, in the Florida game. I mean, they gave up 46 points. I mean, Nick Saban must have been livid uh, watching his defense give up 46 points. But his offense scored 52. So, they end up winning the game. And so, you have to look at it and say, Alabama doesn't mind getting into a shootout with anyone. They would prefer to not give up, I mean, 45-plus points, but... They have the offensive firepower so that if they do get in a shootout, they will be fine. Uh, Key note that Alabama will be out with their center, Landon Dickerson, had a season-ending knee injury in the SEC championship game against Florida. Really kind of, you know, the, the leader on the offensive line helped out with uh, with the run game, everything, but you know, as the Sands are a key part. 
And so, uh, the offensive line, they read everything. They're almost like the quarterback on the offensive line. Then, then you look at Notre Dame. Uh, Ian Book has had a great season this year. Uh, Kyron Williams, who is going to have to, they're going to be able to run the ball to beat Alabama. Keep the Alabama offense on the sidelines. Kyron Williams got to be a big part of it. That Javon McKinley, they're going to need some plays down the field uh, to him. Their other receivers and Michael Mayer, their tight end, he's going to have he's going to be another key piece to uh, if Notre Dame wants to win this game. I think, you know, like I said, Notre Dame has to be able to run the ball. They have to be able to control the clock. They have to get some balls downfield. They have to take it. When Alabama makes mistakes, they have to take advantage of their mistakes. They have to win their matchups in one-on-one. And if they can do that, they have a chance. And I think that the key for Notre Dame, like I said, is to run the ball efficiently. And... For Alabama, I think the key for them is to keep Ian Book in the pocket. It seems it feels like Ian Book is his best when he can get out the pocket, create, scramble, and that's when he does his best. But also, you have to get pressure, and when when you do get pressure, keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside. With all that being said, for this first match to but. Between Alabama and Notre Dame, I have Alabama winning this game. And now let's move on to the second game. Number two, Clemson playing number three, Ohio State in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Clemson, you know, they have Trevor Lawrence, uh, Heisman finalist. Probably would have had a better season if he had to miss... Uh, the Notre Dame game due to COVID, they had some games canceled, and so he probably would have had better numbers had he played in some of those games. But nonetheless, still had a great season. Running back Travis Etienne, their star running back, is a key part of the Clemson offense, and wide receiver Amari Rogers, the, the vertical threat uh, for Clemson. I feel like they have a chance against Ohio State secondary, which hasn't really been that good to get the ball down the field and and uh, get some big plays. Uh, Clemson will be without offensive coordinator Tony Elliott, who did test positive for COVID. Clemson quarterback coach Brandon Streeter will be the offensive play caller for this game. It's significant in the fact that, I mean, the offensive coordinator for who's who's called plays for six years for Clemson is gonna not be there for their most important game of the season as of yet, and so that'll be interesting to see how well uh, Brandon Streeter calls plays. How well does the offense look? Might look a little sluggish to begin with. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And then on the Ohio State side, uh, Justin Fields. Had an okay season. They only played six games. Uh, Trey Sermon, who was huge for them, running back in the Northwestern game. He's kind of the big reason why they actually beat Northwestern. 
Uh, then their other running back, Master Teague, they've kind of, you know, split time together. Whoever's probably feeling hot probably gets most of the carries. Uh, Garrett Wilson, their star wide receiver. They will have uh, Chris Olave back as um, he was out in the Big Ten Championship game and some other key players. So after the Big Ten changed uh, the uh, days he had to miss from 21 to 17, I, I was kind of you know kind of mad about that just because the fact that this is really the second time they've changed the rules for Ohio State. I believe first they changed the minimum games for the um, Big Ten championship from six to five after Ohio State's game. Against Michigan got canceled. Now they moved their requirement from 21 to 17. Uh, um, in terms of days, you have to be out if you're test positive for COVID. So I guess if you're a Ohio State fan, you're happy you get those players back. And then I think Ohio State has to limit the big plays by Clemson. And that's going to be hard to do. I have to say, though, that this Clemson, I mean, the Ohio State defense is not the same defense from last year. No Chase Young, no Jeff Okuda. And those were the number two and number three draft picks in the 2020 NFL draft. So the secondary really hasn't, they've given up a lot of big plays. But in order to be Clemson, they're going to have to limit the big plays by Clemson. They're probably going to give up some, but they have to limit them. And for Clemson, I I have. They need to stop the run and make Justin Fields beat them through the air. I, I think that's what their defensive coordinator, Brett Venables, is going to do. He's the best defensive coordinator in college football. I think that's what he's going to do. They're probably going to sell out to stop the run early, especially after what Trey Sermon did to Northwestern. I would expect them to uh, make Justin Fields beat them through the air. And Justin Fields, if Ohio State wants to win this game, Justin Fields has to play his best game of the season against Clemson. Uh, I do have Clemson winning this game, though. Ohio State, having for the six games they've played, they've looked okay. I think Clemson's just too much. Then we have uh, some two other bowl games going on tomorrow. You have number eight Cincinnati playing number nine Georgia in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And in that game, I like the Georgia Bulldogs. I really like uh, the way JT Daniels has been playing. It's kind of been a spark for the Georgia offense. They've been waiting for all season long. They finally got it in JT Daniels. Uh, they always play great defense. I mean, their defense is always good under Kirby Smart. So, I like Georgia in that game. Then the other game is number four and 14 Northwestern versus Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. And I'm going with the Northwestern Wildcats in this game. I think they end the season strong. I think they have a chip on their shoulder after that Big Ten Championship game. I think in their minds, they kind of let that game slip away. Some turnovers. They gave up some big runs to Trey Sermon. And so I, I just feel like they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And plus, they want to end the season the right way to cap off what's been an amazing season for Northwestern with the W. 
Then some other sports news. Florida quarterback Kyle Trask has declared for the 2021 NFL Draft. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the Goodyear Cotton Bowl yesterday, but he was down his top four receivers, and he did not look good. I think he had three interceptions in the first half. I think, no, the first quarter or first half. Uh, that game was literally over by, like, halftime. And so, yeah. And then uh, Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, tested positive for COVID and would be out for their game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they did sign another uh, QB. But this this is a big loss for the Dolphins in the sense that, you know, when Tua was struggling, they could go to Ryan Fitzpatrick and he won them that game against the Raiders. And so with not having that there, Tua's going to have to find a way to kind of work through his struggles a little bit when he's struggling, which he might do in the game against the Buffalo Bills. He might struggle, and he doesn't have that blanket in Ryan Fitzpatrick. So this is definitely a big loss for the Miami Dolphins. And so now I'm going to give you guys my favorite Sports moment from 2020. And and for me, it's uh, being able to watch my Lakers win an NBA championship. That day was so cool when they finally clinched it. I was very happy that day. And it was cool uh, seeing them get their rings. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Uh, let's hope that 2021 is better than 2020. And let's have a great 2021. I will be back January 2nd to recap the college football playoff semifinal games.